Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. Hello, Emily. Hello, Nicole. How are you this week? I'm fine. That's good. <laughs> yep. I did not have to stay an hour late today at work like I did last Monday. That is good. Mm-hmm. I only had to good. stay like 20 minutes late. <laughs> only? Yeah. <laughs> Better than an hour, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. <laughs> right? <laughs> Extra 20 minutes. Yep. But not necessarily being stuck there a whole hour. It's great. Best of both worlds. How are you? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm not sick this week. Yay. <laughs> my nose is not nasally. My eyes are not watering. And my throat is not nearly as itchy. That's good. Yes. Hopefully I won't die by the end of the episode. <laughs> my sister is in South Dakota, though. Okay. Yep. She drove back there. Her and her boyfriend did. They stayed in Rabbit City at, like, a night. And then they stayed in Spearfish at night, I think. But they had, like, a massive thunderstorm. I should send you the picture that looks kind of scary. Yeah. But she FaceTimed me, and there was so much lightning in the... Like, she had it pointed towards the clouds, and there was so much lightning. It was kind of freaky looking. <laughs> I feel like they do a lot of things. Her and her boyfriend? Mm-hmm. They do. When does he work? <laughs> Thursday through Sunday nights. Hmm. Okay. Thursday through Sunday. Thursday through Monday nights. Something like that. Yeah. It's easier to do things during the day if you work nights. It is. Did we already talk about everything we had to say? Pretty much. (laughs) Oh, no. I know. (laughs) We went grocery shopping on Friday, last Friday, Mm -hmm. uh, and got some groceries and snacks. And I got a case of Polar Seltzer, the lime flavor. It's real good. Yum. We bought a pack of Trulies. We got the tangerine, lemon, watermelon, and mango. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been wanting to try the watermelon. It's actually pretty good. It doesn't start tasting like artificial watermelon until, like, it's warm and you're at the end of it. When it's cold, it tastes just like watermelon. It's pretty good. I'd drink it again. That's My good. My favorites, though, out of all the White Claw flavors are the lemon and tangerine. The White Claw or Truly? White Claws. Okay. I'm talking about White Claws. Yeah. But before you said Truly's. I did? You said we picked up a case of Truly's. Oh. <laughs> you said you picked polar up Polar Seltzer. You said Polar Seltzer and then you said Truly's. Oh, definitely not Truly's. No. <laughs> okay. Uh, I normally get the Truly Lemonades. Yeah. I'm talking about White Claws. My bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> did not mean that. <laughs> Reverse. <laughs> Oh, hey, did you see got married? I did. They're in Mexico. Yeah, I was going to say Cabo, but I don't think they're in Cabo. No, they went to Cancun, and I think now they're in Playa del Carmen. But they went to this place called Isla Mijeres, Mm -hmm. and I think they got food poisoning. (laughs) She posted Pedialyte and crackers. Or hangover. No, she said don't eat the salsa was a hashtag. Probably food poisoning. (laughs) Probably food poisoning. That sucks to get it on your honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Shitting your brains out together in paradise. Yeah. <laughs> Great. That's like my worst fear. Because there you only have one bathroom. I guess home we only have one bathroom too. But like, if shit happens, you're at home. Yeah. I've been lucky and I've not had any like crazy travel incidents happen. The craziest travel incident that I've ever had happen to me was when I booked two one-way flights to Vegas instead of a one-way there and one-way back. <laughs> I got to the airport and <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
went to go board my flight and I was supposed to be heading from Portland to Las Vegas and I was like, oh shit. So I had to call Stefan and he gave me money so I could pay for like the flight change fee. That sucked. But yeah, that's like the craziest travel thing I've had happen. Yeah. Mine was my entire 24th birthday. (laughs) Yeah. You were stuck in the airport the entire day and you had to call in the next day. What? Didn't you have to call in? Are you talking about the time we went to Ikea? Because that's different. Uh, My 24th birthday is when I had to stay in Reno. You flew home for that, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I had to stay in Reno on the way there. Yes, okay. Because none of my planes worked. (laughs) But you were supposed to work the next day, right? And you had to call in? Do you mean the the day after my trip ended? Yes, like you were supposed to, like, fly home that on your birthday. No. (laughs) No? No. Okay. Was that while you were traveling to here? Yes. Oh, I thought it was while you were traveling home. No, it was on my way there. And so I got got in on my birthday instead of the day before, like I was supposed to. Okay. I was mistaken. Yes. Wrong trip. <laughs> I was confusing two of them. I mean, I always have, I- don't fly with me because I have the worst luck. <laughs> my flights always get pushed. <laughs> that sucks. Mm-hmm. Or straight up canceled. And they don't want to tell you that because then they have to refund your money. <laughs> <laughs> book you a new so, flight what'd they tell you they okay so first our gate got moved right or like it was delayed like i don't know an hour or something and we're like okay that sucks but whatever so then they moved our gate and we're like okay i get it we were supposed to be gone already <laughs> so we all moved down and then like three hours later they're like uh, yeah, there's an issue with the plane and, like, maintenance isn't sure that we can, you know, fly it, <laughs> basically, was, we don't know if we can use the plane at all. <laughs> and we're like, okay, so what are we gonna do? Like, are you canceling the flight? Or are we waiting for a new plane? <laughs> like, what's happening? Like, what's happening? Right. So finally, like, another hour later, they're like, okay, yeah, we're gonna cancel it so you can go downstairs and book a new flight or whatever. However that process works, I don't remember. I just remember that there was a whole thing. When we got downstairs, there were two lines, and there was not supposed to be two lines, and they were taking people from the wrong line, and it was a whole thing. And I'm like, I was next. (laughs) It doesn't matter what line I'm in. I am right here at the front. Let me in. Right? But the only way, the only flight, like, left, basically, was had a layover in Reno from L.A. to Portland, so I was like, fine. I mean, I guess <laughs> that's my only option. Right. I would like It'll to not do that. Yeah, I would like to not do that. But also, whatever. <laughs> At least it'll get me there today. And so I, you know, get on my plane to Reno. And we're... <laughs> we... So we landed Reno. Uh, and I don't know if you've ever been to the Reno airport. Uh, I have not. It's very small. And so I, like, get off and get on, basically. At, like, the next door. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's very small. So we're, like, taking off. And I'm, you know, talking to the guy next to me a little bit. And we <laughs> like, we barely take off, right? <laughs> and they're like, uh, yeah, so we have to turn the plane around. Um, there's something going on with the door sensor. It says the door's not closed. And we can't fly with the door open, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> uh, and the guy next to me is like... Man, can you believe this? I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> I really, really can. I've been doing this for all day now. 
like 12 hours 12 hours at this point <laughs> right i'm like yeah i can <laughs> absolutely <laughs> but that was also the last flight to portland for the day so they gave us all vouchers to stay at the nugget and i had been up at this point i was working nights so i had been awake for like 50 hours by the time i got to the oh hotel oh my god yeah I was too excited. I couldn't sleep the day before because I was too excited about going <laughs> when it was my birthday. So we get to the hotel and they gave us like food vouchers and room vouchers. And so I like called for room service and the freaking food vouchers only work if you're in the restaurant. I'm like, God damn it. There's no way I'm going down there right now. <laughs> so I just paid for my food like a chump. Yeah, the convenience of room service does outweigh a lot of That is literally cost. the only time I've ever gotten room service. I used to get it at Basketball State, but I, they get, would always give us money. Yeah. And I would, like, save it up and, like, get, like, a fruit platter or something. Yeah, I had, like, like pizza and a piece of cake and a kamikaze, and it was $50. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? It was the kamikaze. <laughs> no, just room service in general is expensive AF. Yeah, that's why I've never done it. <laughs> <laughs> But the next day, we were, I had the earliest flight, so I had to get out of there. Luckily, the shuttle was just, like, waiting, and I didn't have to figure out what, where I needed to go. It was just, like, there when I got up. And so we just got on the shuttle and went back over. And then when we landed, I like, someone tapped me on my shoulder from behind, and I'm like, who's touching me? And it was the guy who was <laughs> sitting next to me, and he's like, happy birthday. And I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> I didn't realize we had gotten the same flight, but. That was nice. He's like, I didn't want to say anything before in case you jinxed it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. I get it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. In case you jinxed it. <laughs> That's cool. I told you happy birthday, though. Mm-hmm. What a guy. Yeah. Layovers are always, like, touchy. Because if you get in late, you miss your flight. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, if it's coming in from somewhere else, like, there's no guarantee that it gets there on time or safely. So Yeah. That's why I always book... Whatever, like, the cheapest nonstop is. Yeah. I usually fly nonstop, especially if it's, like, flying West Coast. But mm-hmm. coming down to see you this last time, we needed the cheapest option, and that had two layovers. Yeah. <laughs> one was kind of long. The other one was short. Yeah. I say kind of long. It wasn't kind of long. It was, like, It was, like, an, an hour. hour. Yeah. It was, like, <laughs> an, an hour, hour and, and half, then half an hour. Yeah. I didn't even get off the plane in Burbank. Yeah. There's nothing there anyway. Nah. It's like the same size as Tahoe. Reno. <laughs> when I got off the plane in Sacramento, there was a Kylie Cosmetics vending machine. I was like, oh, yep, I'm in California. You say that? I've never even heard of that. you never heard of Kylie Cosmetics? Not in a vending machine. Me either. <laughs> Which is why I was like, oh, great. Of course. California would have a Kylie Cosmetics vending machine. Yeah, but Sacramento, it's not even LA. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. Welcome to California. Or Sacramento. Are you saying Sacramento is not part of California? It's very I'm saying that when you say California, it sounds like that's all over the place in California. Oh. I mean, it's in Sacramento. It's not a sprinkles vending machine. (laughs) No, it's not. I'd be much more pleased if it was. I maybe would have purchased something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely not buying lip plumpers. No. Out of a vending machine. Hi, dude. What'd you got? Oh, okay. My first topic is word searches. Yes, dude. Love those. <laughs> yes. I'm not a f- huge fan of crosswords. I just don't know enough of them without having to look it up. I prefer a word search. I was going to say, they're my secondary for sure. Mm-hmm. Give me a word search. Yes. 
So the invention of the word search is credited to Norman E. Gibbat. <laughs> G-I-B-A-T. Don't know. Is that the word you couldn't pronounce? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Don't know how to say his name. We're just going <laughs> to call him Norman, which is ironic because he's from Norman, Oklahoma. <laughs> he first published his word searches in the Selenby Digest. The first edition of that <laughs> was on March 1st, 1968, which I feel like is like, way later than I thought it would have been. Yeah. 1968? Mm-hmm. That's after my mom was born. Mm-hmm. It's almost the Weird. summer of love. <laughs> Weird. That is pretty late. Yeah. I mean, I don't know when I would have thought. Because it's not like people had a lot of disposable time before that. Because you were either keeping That's the house true. or going to work. <laughs> so I don't know. That's true. I don't know. But... Crosswords have been around forever, though, right? I didn't look up crosswords. That's not my thing. Probably. I mean, the New York Times crossword? Mm-hmm. Iconic. That's what I'm, what I'm saying. Okay. Anyways, back to <laughs> The Selenby Digest was a small want-ad-sized digest that was given out for free at Safeway and other local stores in town. Apparently, they have Safeway in Oklahoma. Okay. That surprised me. <laughs> that does surprise me. Yeah. The Safeway in South Dakota is called high v it's a kroger though is safeway kroger safeway's not kroger safeway is select mm. Safeway select i know high v i didn't know it was safeway yeah like and we walked in and we're like this looks identical to safeway mm-hmm. the word search was very popular locally and more followed after the first one people loved it Teachers asked for copies to use in their classes, and one teacher even sent copies around the country to other teachers, and whether it was one of those other people, or it was just the popularity of them nationally, they became syndicated and were put in, like, other newspapers and stuff. That's legit. Yeah. Good job, Norman. However, there was another word search creator in the same year. The same year? The same year. No. All of the articles, I looked at many different sources, and all of them were like, this other person also started publishing them earlier that year, but they weren't in English, so Norman's the creator. And I'm like, hey, that's not how that works. No, <laughs> so I don't all of think the, so. All of the sources I looked at were like, acknowledging that someone else came up with it the same year and possibly published them before March 1st, <laughs> but we're like... But no. <laughs> but we can't read it, so no. It's just a bunch of letters, though. You can read it because it uses... Right, exactly. <laughs> it uses the same alphabet. It's just different words. So a man named Pedro Oson de Oro in Madrid also published his own version of Word Search in 1968. What was happening in 1968? I don't know. That's wild. That both of them the same year. Right. Right? What are the chances of that? Well, the chances are that maybe Norman saw the other one and was like, I could put some English words in there. <laughs> also, people will think I'm cool. Fair enough. Because obviously, if Pedro was publishing his before, then there's a chance that Norman saw that and thought it was a cool That's idea. Very true. Um, at the age of 16, Pedro won the Madrid newspaper crossword contest and began creating his own hobbies. Also, all of the things that I read just said 
creating his own hobbies. So I'm guessing hobbies means like word puzzles. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Over the next 40 years, he published 125 different types of puzzles. And in the 60s, obviously, he published his first Sopa de Letras, which is soup of letters, which is word search, basically. (laughs) But funner. And his daughters, Chelo and Paloma, have continued his work to this day. There were a lot of articles about him in Spanish that I could not read, but I'm going to go ahead and say that Pedro probably did it first. (laughs) Because that's exactly how it sounds to me from all the things that I read. Absolutely. 140 years creating word puzzles? That's a long career. That is a long career. He, like, made that his life's mission. Mm Mm-hmm. Good for that guy. Good job, Pedro. Proud of you and your word searches. And other hobbies. Yes, and other hobbies. (laughs) The 125 types of puzzles. (laughs) Growing up, I definitely liked word searches more than crosswords. I am fine with crosswords if it's, like, a fact, right? So if it's, like, how many pounds are in a ton, right? And you write, like, 2,000. (laughs) But if Mm -hmm. it's, like irritating i'm like now i have to figure out all of the other words that could possibly be irritating <laughs> like i don't i don't <laughs> know there's too many options that's fair it's the synonyms ones that get me <laughs> if it's like yeah actor blank schwimmer i'm like oh well david <laughs> obviously obviously do you have strategy for word searches so when i was younger i would go i would obviously like you know if you're looking for apple you go like up and down each row looking for the A's and then I would like see if there was a P next to the A's but now I just look at it and wait for things to pop out at me (laughs) I've really chilled out in my years see I'm still a searcher I do the A thing yeah it just takes so much longer for me I've realized to do it that way because like if I'm just staring at it like oh cool I also got like potato and bread (laughs) but if I'm only looking for apple then I'm only going to find apple that's true because I'm not really paying attention to... I'll usually, like, take a to... good, like, look at it first, and then look for something specific if I can't find any more of the ones just by looking at it. Yeah. In seventh grade social studies, we created our own crosswords one time. Or not crosswords, but word finds. I do remember that. Oh, Mr. Ferolia. Yeah. Rest in peace. I actually have a word search book on my bookshelf right now. I think I've done, like, two out of them. I got, in my FabFitFun, my summer one, I got... A set of activity books. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I'm like halfway through this one and I need to slow down or I'm not going to have any more activities to do. (laughs) That's my problem (laughs) is that like I do it so fast that I'm like, okay, now what? Now what? Now I'm out of book. (laughs) That is the bummer Mm -hmm. to like tangible things. That's why, I don't know, that's why I enjoy like mobile games because like you can always just like renew or get a new puzzle or something, but like. When you're done with, like, a word search book, you're done with a word search book. What do you yeah. do? Throw it away? Like... Yeah. <laughs> you do. <laughs> <laughs> you recycle that bitch? Like, I don't know. Yeah. And it's not, like, a regular I... book either. Like, you can't pass it on. I did used to have a, like, Bible-themed one. Crossword book. Not crossword. Word find. <laughs> word find. It's just so satisfying. Okay, so... <laughs> do you, hold on. Do you circle the letters or do you cross them all? Oh, circle. Let me show you a finished yes. one, baby. <laughs> Yes. This one was themed pizza. You got a circle. Oh, very fitting. Oh, yeah. I like... (laughs) 
<laughs> I, don't... I sometimes do individual letters too. Oh, I no, absolutely not. I'm not a monster. <laughs> Barely, I am. <laughs> I don't. Now I don't know if I want to say it because <laughs> it's Why? weird. Do it. <laughs> do it. So <laughs> I don't know when this started, but like when I'm circling them, I like when they connect at like the ends. Because then I feel like it's machine parts all, like, coming together and <laughs> building Like, it. gears, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Like, the little OMSI gears we used to, like... Yeah. Yes. I totally know what you're talking <laughs> I about. I don't know when that started, but still, it's like... Like, levers mm, and, like... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, I'm connecting. Yes. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't think that's monstrous. Monstrous at all. No, monstrous. it's just weird. That's okay. We're all weird. We're all weird here. Okay. So... My first topic this week is tomatoes. Tomatoes? Tomatoes. I like tomatoes. We like tomatoes. <laughs> so we're going to talk about them. Yep. Okay. So did you know a tomato is actually a berry? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I knew it was a fruit. I didn't know it was a berry. Apparently it comes from a flower with one ovary. And the tomato itself is the berry of a Solanum lycopersicum, a.k.a. tomato plant. But from the culinary perspective, we just call it a veggie. A veg. A vegetable. Yes. Well, sure, veggies. Uh, <laughs> Did you find out why? Did you look that far into it? Why we call it a vegetable? Yeah. Well, because there's some fruits that we call vegetables. A I lot did of not. them, actually. A lot of yes, the vegetables are fruits. Um, I did not look that far into it. Do you know why? No. I just okay. assume because it's mostly savory. That's kind of what I assumed also. I was like, well, it's like savory and generally we think of fruit as sweet. Mm-hmm. Although there are some tomatoes that are super sweet, yeah, but we'll get that's to that why I said mostly. But yeah, ooh, I love a little, a little tiny yellow one. Yeah, so good, so good. They're so cute too. Always little baby tomatoes. Uh, the species originated from Western South America and Central America. I'm gonna try and pronounce this correctly: Nahuatl, N-A-H-U-A-T-L, uh, which was the language used by the Aztecs. So the Nahuatl word for to model. Gave rise to the Spanish word tomate, from which the English word tomato was derived. So it's pretty like the word we use is the word that it is and is throughout its history. Or a very close variation of that. Its domestication and use as a cultivated food may have originated with the indigenous peoples of Mexico, reaching all the way back to 500 BC. So like they were like planting and growing this thing as like a food source, like all the way back, basically as life as we know it. Uh, The Aztecs used tomatoes in their cooking at the time of the Spanish conquest of the Aztec Empire, and after the Spanish encountered the tomato for the first time after their contact with the Aztecs, they brought the plant to Europe, just like they did everything else. We've been there and talked about strawberries. We have. Uh, From there, the tomato was introduced to other parts of the European colonized world during the 16th century. The first reported sighting in the U.S. was in 1910, in what is present-day South Carolina, and they were probably introduced from the Caribbean. They're pretty new as far as being grown here in the States. Yeah, well, if they weren't, if they're not native, then they had to come over with someone. Exactly. But 1910 is pretty late. Like, Yeah. Is it 1910 or 1710? I would have guessed 1710. I think it was 1710, actually. I was going to say, 1910 does seem really late. I'm pretty sure we had, like, pizza. It's definitely 1710. Okay. Which is why I put present-day South Carolina. Okay. Scratch that. 1710. <laughs> first reported sighting of a tomato in the U.S. That's pretty much, like, all the, like, historical facts I have about it. I have a c- couple little facts about the plant itself. 
Tomatoes are what they call dicots and grow a series of branching stems. So, like, if you ever looked at a tomato plant, they're, like, pretty viney. Their leaves are 4 to 10 inches long, and each stem or leaf on the dicot has little leaflets, and that's, like, the little leaves that you call a leaf. So, like, there are branches, and then there are, like, what they call leaves off the branch, which is just basically another part of the vine. Mm. And they have the leaflets, which are the actual little leaves. I had to, like, when I was reading that, I had to look at the diagram and I was like, what? Tomatoes are a major dietary source of the antioxidant lycopene, which has been linked to many health benefits, including reduced risk of heart disease and cancer. They're also a great source of vitamin C, potassium folate, and vitamin K. There are lots of types of tomatoes. I'm going to go, I think I made a list of eight of, like, kind of the most common ones that we have here in the States. Uh, So the first most common... Tomato on my list is the grape tomato. First because it's the most common or first because that's no. just how you wrote it? Just because it's first on my list. Okay. But when grape I think tomatoes of like, are good. Yes. But what I do think of tomatoes, I immediately think of either like a grape tomato or like a hothouse tomato or something. My so brain goes like straight to Roma. See, I do like a good Roma. We'll get there. Uh, grape tomatoes. <laughs> They're crisp and crunchy. They're typically a small oval shape. They're juicy they are flavored sweet to tangy, and they are best used for snacking, sandwiches, and salads. I do like a good grape tomato on my salad. I just like to pop a few. <laughs> crunch, crunch. I like them on my salad, and I do. I like them in ranch. I mm-hmm. like to dip them in ranch. Yeah, that is a good combination. I like to get the little constellation mix. So oh, you have yeah. the little grape ones, and then you have some of the yellows, and then you have some little purpley guys Looking in there. Guys. Yeah purple greens. I usually just go with a basic grape. The next one I have on my list is the red beefsteak tomato, uh, which is, I'm pretty sure it's the same as a hothouse. I'm pretty sure. Uh, They're large, firm, meaty. Uh, They have kind of a mild tomato flavor. They're juicy and they're best used for salsa, sauces, dips, burgers, and grilling. So if you're going to grill a tomato steak, that would be the one you want to use. Next is the green beefsteak tomato. So it's just the... It's just an unripened. Yes, unripened version of the red beefsteak. If you're going to make some fried green tomatoes. Yes. They, these ones are also large and firm, obviously. But these ones are bright green, tart, and very tangy. Uh, they're best used for... This one threw me desserts. I've never had a tomato dessert before. Yeah, either. I would need an example. Yeah. Because I, I can't to, like, think of what you would do with that. Maybe a pie. But just a green tomato pie... It has to, I need it. I, I need know. to, I need someone to tell me <laughs> and then I can imagine <laughs> it because like right now I'm like, no, I don't know what right. you would put that in. <laughs> also use good for salads, pickling, juicing and grilling. So. And frying. Yes. Also frying. Next on my list is a little cherry tomato. I don't really know the difference between a cherry and a grape. So a cherry is typically like round and a grape is more like ovally oblong shaped. Mm-hmm. The Cherry ones, to me, are less sweet. For me, they're just interchangeable. I don't know. Yeah, they're very similar. <laughs> if, I, if I asked someone to pick up cherry tomatoes and they brought grape, I would not be upset. It's like, <laughs> I just wanted a small tomato right? that I can eat in one bite. Yep. These tomatoes are small, tender. They have a medium skin. They're sweet and juicy and best used for snacking, skewers, sauces, salads, and pastas. Have done that. I do like a little grilled tomato and pasta. I just do that instead of sauce, just some like olive oil and then saute some like 
onion in there and then throw some little tomatoes in there with some chili so flakes. Mm. Ooh, yes. Next is the cocktail tomato. Uh, the picture that it showed looked very much like tomatoes on the vine, but apparently those are different. I don't even know what a cocktail tomato is. They're kind of small and round, like probably the size of like a little bit bigger than a golf ball. Anyways, these ones are soft walled. They have very few seeds. They're what you would call meaty. Uh, they're best for pasta, grilling, sauces, stuffing, and salads. The next one is the Roma, which we all know and love. It's fine. It's just the smallest, so I can eat it like one and not have to worry about like what I'm going to yeah, do with the other half. Wasting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're meaty, firm. Oh, wait, just kidding. Ha That's the next one. I'm like, that doesn't sound like a Roma. <laughs> no. Their flesh is dense and grainy. They have very few seeds. Um, it's kind of that tangy, garden-fresh taste that you think of when you think tomato. And they're best used for sandwiches, salsas, salads, and sauces. My dad always grew Roma tomatoes for my mom so she could make salsa out of it. It was so good. Yum. Next one is heirloom tomatoes. They are what they call meaty, firm. They have deep, rich colors. They're sweet to tangy to earthy. And they're best for raw eating, salads, sandwiches, roasting, and grilling. So those are the ones that come in the funky shapes. Mm-hmm. They got like ridges almost at the yeah, top. Yeah, I saw like one the other day bulging. that looked like a penis. <laughs> it did. It had a little penis sticking out. I was like, oh. I always think about them when I'm at the store. I'm like, I should get an heirloom tomato. And then I, I've never had an heirloom tomato in my life. <laughs> Me either. I'm like, how would I even cook it? <laughs> I know. I mean, I probably wouldn't cook it. I'd like put it in stuff. But they're in so something. big. They're large. <laughs> like, I, I would have to figure out what to do with the rest of it. Unless that's my meal. I do often just eat a tomato with, like, some salt and tapatio on it. Yes. See, I'm not a big, like, tomato person. Mm-hmm. So, like, eating a raw tomato with just salt is not my jam. But I will eat a little cherry tomato with some ranch on it. You're mostly just trying to get the ranch. <laughs> mm, I do like this, like, tomato flavor. Just not enough to, like, eat a whole giant tomato in one sitting. The last tomato on my list is what they call tomatoes on the vine, which is what I normally buy at the store. Your typical garden fresh, juicy, sweet tomato. Uh, best for sauces, soups, jam, salads, baking, grilling, and eating raw. So this is just your classic basic tomato. Pretty universal across the board. Tomatoes are great for snacking. Low calories, no fat, like, really good for you. Asterisk. Not that any of that has anything to do with anything. But if you're trying to eat like, healthier. Watch those things. Yes. But if you want to eat a bag of Doritos, who gives a fuck? Go for it. Well, yes, absolutely. Like, no shame there. We all know that you and I can mad on some snacks. Hmm. Speaking of snacks, go-to snacks is tuna on tomatoes. Tuna on tomatoes? Yes. Like, tomato slices. Like, okay, so I (laughs) did not used to like tomatoes. They used to make me gag. I thought they tasted like iron. I hated them. Mm -hmm. And then I hit the age of, like, 22. And I was like, oh, these aren't so bad. And now I sometimes just crave them. Mm-hmm. So when I'm craving them, I put one in the fridge to like get it cold, and then I like cut it into thick, beefy slices, and then I'll like make like a tuna salad or like little like already prepacked packages of tuna, and just like spoon it over the top and like eat that as like a little disc. So good. I like it with just some salt and tapatio. <laughs> yeah, that's another one. My I remember my grandpa eating salted tomatoes all the time. That was totally his thing. Mm-hmm. I used to go over to the Tiffs a lot, mm-hmm. and their dad 
would make fried green tomato sandwiches all the time. I never ate them, but I remember him making them. Like, he loved that shit. <laughs> and that was my first experience into, like, fried green tomatoes. I didn't know that it was a book. <laughs> and a movie. Well, yes, and a movie. It's actually... The book is a longer title. Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, it's the same thing, but they shortened it for the movie. Movie title? Yeah. As they typically do. Yeah, well, nobody's going to say that if, <laughs> if they go see a movie, so... Unless it's streaming. They don't get to have fun titles. Yes. Yeah. Tomatoes are good. Salsa is the best. I made those burrito bowls that I had, like, a month and a half ago, probably. Yes. I had, like, a little pico on there. And it was just, like, grape tomatoes, but quartered. And then, okay. like, onion and cilantro and whatever. And some lime juice. It was so good. I was just thinking, it's, like, getting to be summertime, and we went shopping on Friday, and we made burgers tonight for dinner. And we used one of the tomatoes, and it was just, like, the perfect, most ripest tomato. So good. The problem here is, it's so hot <laughs> that I have yes. trouble keeping things like tomatoes. Because you're not supposed to store them in the fridge. And I'm like, but it's, no. but I can't have it for more than like three days on my counter. Yeah, because it will molt. Yeah. Straight up just molt. Yeah, they do not hold well here. No. I did get some on the vines last time, and it, they seem to last longer than the Romas for some reason. Yes, I have noticed that, which is, I think, typically why we get them, because they last a really long time. Mm. Once you pop them off the vine, they're like, got less than like five days. Yeah. But... We keep tomatoes on the vine for, like, weeks. Mm-hmm. So if that's what you're trying to do, definitely go with those. Yeah. I'm just the only one who's going to eat them, so I can only get, like, two at a time. Two. Fair. I also like tomatoes because they make ketchup, and I love ketchup, so. You do love ketchup. I do love ketchup. We threw out your leftovers today, by the way. Or yesterday. Oh, good. Hey, did you throw away that ASU bag that I had there? What ASU bag? The one by the couch. Uh, look to your left. <laughs> this is just my... It's sensey. Oh, What did okay. it look like? It was clear, and I put a bunch of, like, trash in it. No, it's still by the table. I put more trash in it today. Okay. Do you want it? you look in there? No, I don't okay. want it. I want what's inside of it. Okay. My mom and dad stickers are in there. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll find those. <laughs> Will you get those? Yeah. Thanks. I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, shit. I think I left those there. Hopefully they haven't taken the garbage out yet. Yeah. Nope. Not that garbage. Good. Are you going to cut the devil off? Have you decided? <laughs> I have not decided yet. I'll ask my mom what she thinks. Yeah. Maybe he'll just ask Stefan. I'll probably just give it to him as is, because, like... He can cut it off if he doesn't want it. Exactly. That's not my job. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He can be weird. He can be so weird. Mm-hmm. I get it. All right. Emily. <laughs> what is your second topic today? My second topic today is teal. The color. Teal. Okay. The color. Okay, good. <laughs> You didn't react like, on, like, the color. Teal? Like, <laughs> teal, the color. There's a bird called teal. And I was like, what? I'll get there. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Don't spoil my notes. Oh, God. Teal my is bad. my favorite color. It is a good color. I have a book on my want to read list about, like, the history of colors and stuff. I think it's called The Secret Lives of Colors. I don't know. It sounds interesting. And I like weird histories like that. Anyway, teal. Teal is a cyan green color. Cyan being the, like, aqua turquoise side, and obviously green. We know what green is. Teal is kind of used for all of the cyan (laughs) kinds of variations, just because people don't know 
that does drive me crazy at work because we have to like put the colors in for each item and i'm like it's not blue or navy it's teal or it's like aquamarine or it's you know any color other than blue or navy oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like it's not it's not green it's not any of these it's teal yeah aqua cyan something yeah other than blue or navy yeah the color teal was named after the eurasian teal the duck the duck the so the i saw a picture of it the the bird the eurasian teal presents with a similarly colored stripe on the side of its head by its eyeball yep. teal stripe on its face that makes sense also it's weird to see that color just like in nature like on a duck yeah yes uh, the first recorded use of the name teal as a color name was in 1917. I thought okay. that was interesting. <laughs> I don't is... know when they named the duck. I don't know either. What did they call that color? Before, like, if you had Before to describe then. that duck. Because apparently that's the only use that it had <laughs> was on that duck. The duck. <laughs> the duck. I don't know. <laughs> Let's keep saying the duck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> Now for some yeah, I don't know. pop culture. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> teal is the official color of the Kochi Metro in Kochi, India. It is the main color or part of the colors of the Belfast Giants, the Charlotte Hornets, the Port Adelaide Football Club, the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Miami Dolphins, the Philadelphia Eagles, the San Jose Sharks, the Anaheim Ducks, kind of. It was their, like, jersey color when they were the the Mighty Ducks. We all know. Mm -hmm. The Ducks. (laughs) And then they rebranded as the Anaheim Ducks and changed it, but it's still in there somewhere. The Arizona Diamondbacks have that a little bit in there. Oh, like a little squiggle, yeah. Yeah. And, what's it called? Northwest Green. What's it called? The Mariners. All of the Seattle teams have some kind of version of a green to teal to something. And they all have names. I think that <laughs> I think that the Sounders green is rave green. Rave green. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it's rave green. But the Mariners, the Seattle Mariners also are. I think it's Northwest green or something. Is it? Mm-hmm. They've named all their colors. <laughs> I think that's Northwest. Something like that. That's very specific. Yeah. The Windows 95 program had a teal colored default wallpaper and... Teal is the color of ovarian cancer awareness. So on all the, like, ribbons and magnets and stuff, ovarian cancer is teal. If you see a teal one, that's what that is. Okay. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I do like the color teal. I just really... I don't know what it is. It just does something in my soul. I don't know. Do you remember the juke? The, uh... The the juke? The, The phone? Okay, back before everybody had smartphones, right? We had other kinds of phones. Yes. And there was a phase in between flip phones and smartphones where people just went wild. (laughs) Whoever designed phones for a while. The one that would flip up. Do you mean like twist around? The really skinny one. That instead of flipping up, you just like pushed it to the side and it like spun up to the top. Yes. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) So I had the juke. Okay. And I had the teal one, obviously. Obviously. (laughs) Obviously. I always wanted the teal Mac. Back in the, the day first, when like, they Apple. did that. Yeah. yeah. The colors. I always wanted that one. Uh, my favorite pair of heels is teal. Those are the ones I wore and stuff on my first date. Mm-hmm. You've seen me wear them. Probably. I wore them to my job interview where I 
in, when I interviewed for my current position. Yeah. I wasn't there for that. So, but. <laughs> no. But you've definitely seen the heels I'm talking about. Okay. They're my power heels. Yeah. I just like it. It's no. not really blue and it's not really green, but also it's just like aesthetically pleasing. A, it is. It's like a nice, calm, chill color. Mm-hmm. But like also uplifting and... Yeah, it doesn't... Like if you had it as part of your like color scheme for something, it doesn't feel like it would bring it down. Yeah, exactly. I could have gone further into this and been like, well, teal can only be possible with the invention of blue. <laughs> because at one point, blue didn't exist. Right. That's so crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. But teal is good. It's my favorite. Has been for a long time. Teal is good. Good shit, man. Yeah. All right. My turn. Yes. So, like we talked about last week, my condo is on the market. And I've been using Zillow to track how many views and saves it's gotten so I don't have to bug my realtor. Are we talking about Zillow? <laughs> Today I'm talking about Zillow. I yes. love Zillow. <laughs> Me too, dude. So much. Uh, I've been using Zillow for like the last few years to look at homes in the Portland area. Uh, it's kind of become my favorite before bed activity on mm-hmm. my iPad. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. I just fucking love Zillow. I like to look at houses that I can't afford and I like to look at houses that maybe I could someday soon afford. Yeah, it's like the grown-up version of when I was a kid and I would take the like free like real estate magazines at the grocery yes! store. Yeah, it's like that, but now I'm an adult. 100%. <laughs> 100%. Zillow also kind of makes me mad, though, uh, when I compare <laughs> local home prices to ones in different states. Oh, I don't uh, do that because... because I'm not actually planning on buying a house, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Portland pro- home prices are real high, and it kind of pisses me off. No wonder we're in a housing crisis. Yeah. So while I was doing my research for my notes this week, uh, I came across a podcast interview from February 2016 uh, with GeekWire's John Cook and Todd Bishop. They were interviewing Zillow's top executives at the time, Rich Barton, Lloyd Frank, and Spencer Raskoff. So Rich Barton and Lloyd Frank were the co-creators, and they named Spencer Raskoff the CEO the day that Zillow became a thing. They started Zillow in February of 2006. The first question in that interview was about how Rich Barton and Lloyd Frank got Zillow up and running. Rich Barton kind of took over the question, and this is a direct quote from that podcast. He said, I can't believe it's been 10 years. I'm sure we look exactly the same. Luckily, this is radio, not video. Or maybe it is. Obviously, he's trying to joke there. Zillow, we got going. It was pretty much a logical extension to what we did when we built Expedia. So apparently, Rich Barton and Frank built Expedia also. With Expedia, we were giving power to the people, giving travelers the power to plan their own trips, to make decisions for themselves, to see all the prices and the choices, and be able to take the time they wanted in planning something that was so important to them. A trip. After Expedia was acquired by Barry Diller's IAC around 2003, we took some time and we were trying to figure out what the next thing was for us. It turns out Lloyd and I were shopping for homes while we were trying to hatch a new business idea. We were having babies and we were really frustrated that we could not find the information that we needed. The basic marketplace information. So the idea came up and punched us right in the forehead while we were thinking about these other things. It was just like, wow, it's 2005. I can't believe that we can't access all this marketplace information. We should give power to the people in real estate too. And that's kind of the way we got going. One thing I've noticed with like really successful people is they take, they look for opportunities. And like, in this case, it was providing real estate information to everyday citizens. Like, duh, why should that not exist, you know? And I love that they created that. I had kind of written down here, I can't imagine what home shopping before Zillow was like. And then I said, actually, I can. 
my dad would usually pull a U-turn in the middle of the road, then pull over to the driveway and have me get out and grab the paper from the little box attached to the for sale sign. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Also, I I forgot those little real estate magazines existed, and I can't tell you how many hours I spent looking at those things. Yes. Always. Those were my favorite. I can absolutely now (laughs) imagine what home shopping was like before Zillow. Not nearly as fun as perusing your iPad before bedtime. Their name... Zillow? I was going to say, did you figure out why they named it Zillow? Yes. Do you know? I know nothing. Okay. So basically they wanted to like appeal to people's emotions, but also like appeal to data, right? Like, so their goal was to have like zillions of listings, right? So that's where the word zillion came from. They said they had like lists on whiteboards and they had like the emotional words over here and the data words over here. And somehow, which word was zillions? Zillions was the data side, and pillows was the emotional side, and they came up with Zillow. And I don't think of pillow when I hear that. Me either. I think of willow tree. They're thinking. They're thinking was zillions of pillows because you're selling homes, and that's where people sleep. Is there like zillions of pillows? Pillow is not where I go though. Me either. I was like, oh, zillions of pillows. All right. I would not have guessed that in a million years. Right. They bought the URL from GoDaddy for $9.99. Yeah, I mean, if no one else owned it, then it's probably going to be pretty cheap. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the interview goes on, and Todd Bishop asks CEO Spencer Raskoff what his elevator pitch about what Zillow Group is today. And Spencer responds with this direct quote. Zillow Group is the largest real estate media company in the world. We have over 2,000 employees and around 140 million monthly unique users that visit our sites or mobile apps. Our brands include Zillow, Trulia, Street Easy, In New York, and Hot Pads, which is a large real estate rentals website. We attract a huge audience of consumers by giving them access to real estate information, and we connect the audience with local professionals that help them buy a home, finance a mortgage, or find a rental. So this interview was back in 2016. Mm-hmm. Did in something 2016, bad happen? No. Okay. He mentions 140 monthly unique users. So that was in 2016. Back in 2013, they had 54.3 million unique monthly users. So in three years, that jumped up to 140 million. Last year, in 2020, on average, per month, they had 245 million unique monthly users. Uh That's so many people who were using this website, dude. Yeah. As of February 2020, Zillow had 110 million homes in its database. That's a lot of homes. (laughs) Considering the population of the U.S., it's really not that large. So Zillow has what they call estimates. So they try and like guess what the cost of the home should be, or they think they post a number of what the cost of the home should be and like what your mortgage should be based on that number. I mean, it's not just a guess. Obviously, it's based on other homes no, in the area. based but... on other numbers. Uh, but that there's estimates have a national median, median error rate of 1.9%. So generally... Those estimates are pretty good. I really just like looking at homes, mm-hmm. uh, looking at things. Like I said, I can afford things I can't afford. Different neighborhoods, different areas uh, of my own city, of different cities. It's just fun. It kind of gives you a look into, especially, I looked at, I've looked at San Francisco homes. Mm-hmm. And you can definitely tell, like, there's a distinct architecture there way back when. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So you can almost, like, step back in time by looking at old homes and cities across the u.s if you spend enough time looking in one city you can tell what section of town it's going to be in yes before you know the address right (laughs) 
know. I just really enjoy Zillow. I like what they have to offer. There's a lot of information on Zillow mm-hmm. all the way down to what school district it's in. School district, what... walkability score, neighborhood yeah, like, information. Yep. yep. Like energy scores, things like that. All super important stuff uh, when you're looking to buy a home. Even if your house has been listed before, uh, there's a good chance that it will probably be, that information will probably be on Zillow in one capacity or another. Whether it be someone's bought the home from you and then resold it and it's popped up on Zillow and the price you bought it for in, say, 2008 will show up there. <laughs> it's just, it, it's really cool. It, it's really in-depth. So mm-hmm. I like it. I like the service they provide. It's really helpful and beneficial, I think, for a lot of people, especially since you can use it for rentals and not just buying. Yeah. It's been very useful to me this week since our house has been on the market. So as a purely recreational home viewer, it's also very good. (laughs) What are your favorite homes to look at? Do you like look at houses? Do you like look at townhomes? Oh, God, no. If I want to fake buy a house, I'm going to have a yard. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Three beds. I have some news for you. Did your condo sell? No, it did not. Oh, okay. Well, you might be moving to Charlotte, North Carolina instead of Raleigh. Hmm. Still North Carolina. That's not. <laughs> it is. But it's not as close to the coast, which makes me a little sad. But also less hurricanes, so. That news mostly affects you. <laughs> You'll still be on yeah. the other side of the country. It will. However, uh, we both have United Cards and United's Hub is in Denver, so I can always just book a flight to Portland with like a day or two layover in Denver. Mm-hmm. I just like looking at houses. Right? Same. I really do. I like... I don't know what it is. Both of us have. I was going to say, both of us have talked about that in the past, (laughs) thinking about real estate. Yeah. I should do it. Like, it's not that difficult. It's not. But would you do it out there because you don't know anything about Charlotte real estate? No, exactly. Exactly. And I would have to pass their state test, anyways. I think Janelle from Teen Mom is from North Carolina. Oh, really? Mm hmm. Somewhere over there. I'm pretty sure it's North Carolina. Do you have a list of saved houses on Zillow? On Zillow? Yeah. I used to. I used to keep up with it a lot more. But now that, like, life's a little bit busier, (laughs) I don't as much. Now that I actually should be using it to look at houses because we might actually buy one, uh, I don't have a list going (laughs) currently. Yeah. Right now, the only house I have saved is mine. (laughs) And that's just so I can keep tabs on it. It was shared 1,400 or 1,475 times and saved 59 times. So <laughs> That's a lot of shares. Well, sorry, not shares. Viewed. It's been viewed 1,475 <laughs> okay. times. Sorry, like a thousand shared. people are sending that to their friends? No, uh, but 58 other people other than me have saved it, though. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's a pretty good number. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad for a week mm-hmm. or a little over a week, I guess, at this point. Have you guys heard anything about it? No, we are going to ask for uh, a call on Friday just to, like, touch base and be like, hey, like, is there anything we should be doing that we're not? Like, can we help you? Like, has there been interest in it? So we're just going to, like, try and schedule a call for Friday. But we're trying to just, like, let her do her her thing. There's probably some sort of Portland real estate Facebook group you could post it in. There probably is. That's how I find apartments whenever I move. (laughs) It's true. I should look at that, actually. Craigslist. <laughs> that too. For real though. Mm-hmm. People always look in there. Yeah. I hesitate to post there though because like. Because you don't want to get a bunch of spam <laughs> emails. Spam emails and like the windows are street level and. Yeah. The stuff in there right now isn't mine so. Yeah. And there's a big squatting problem in Portland and 
I don't want to open it up any more than I have to, you know? Mm-hmm. But that is a good idea. I should post it in, like, a real estate group on Facebook. Yeah. Probably wouldn't be a squatting problem if everyone was given a living wage, but whatever. Absolutely. Among other things. Like I said earlier, I get so mad sometimes when I see what prices are, like, here in Portland. And I'm like, fuck that, dude. Like, that's bullshit. Like, does not need to be that high. Make it more affordable for people. Pay people more. Give them better health care. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed living wage. Even if you're not mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. Our society. Anyways, do you like looking at houses on Zillow? Let us know. How about tomatoes? Did you Have you always liked tomatoes? Because I did not used to like tomatoes. Are you asking like, me or them? Them. Okay. <laughs> that was going to be my clothes. Uh, you can cut all of that, though. <laughs> no, it's fine. You just were talking about that, and then you asked a question that applied to me. So I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Did you always use like tomatoes? Mm-hmm. Okay. My sister would eat them green off the bush. Yeah. We did not have tomatoes anyways, growing up, so. I was not a tomato fan at all growing up. They made me gag. So let me know. Did you grow up liking tomatoes, or is that something you grew into? Or do you not like tomatoes? That's also an option. At all. That's, that is also an option. That's why I was confused. Some people just don't like them. <laughs> I'm like, we don't know that they like tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> they could be like my mom and not like tomatoes. Very possible. Mm-hmm. Anyways, thanks for listening today. If you liked what you heard, give us a rate and review wherever you're listening. Uh, either Apple Podcasts or over on SoundCloud. You can also check us out on Instagram and Twitter at YesDudePodcast. Hit us up. Let us know whether or not you like tomatoes and if you've always liked them. This is just the tomato episode, apparently. (laughs) The duck. The duck. Ducks and tomatoes. Ducks and tomates. I love it. (laughs) Anyways, I think that's all I have for today. Do you have anything else to add up? Did you say Instagram and Twitter? I did. Okay. I missed that part. I only heard you say like and rate and review. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe, rate and review. It's all the same thing. Smash you know that what to like do. Button. Ooh, I just made it a catchphrase. Like and subscribe, rate and review. It's all the same. You know what to do. Haha. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> oh, it was just funny that it, like came out of my mouth and I didn't even know it. <laughs> and then right. you whiffed it on the last one. I did. I did. <laughs> I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. I suck. <laughs> Okay. You have anything else to add? No, I don't. I thought I had a work story, but I don't remember. Okay. Yeah, that's getting weird. Let's get out of here. (laughs) We will talk to you next week, guys. Bye. Bye.